Welcome to LT Bite Size, a show to share ideas, activities, and resources to those new to teaching or those looking for new ideas. If you'd like to contribute, please send your recording of no more than 15 minutes to the email in the episode description. Enjoy! It's not often I specifically mention theory, particularly in these bite size episodes. But today I wanted to talk about reflection, so I thought I'd start with a quick reminder of two of the reflective models that um, I've been exposed to, and I'm guessing quite a few colleagues have as well. The first is Kolb's reflective cycle, which is something that I have alluded to before, um, though not necessarily by mentioning the name, because I'm a great believer in learning by doing. And the starting point of this, although have to bear in mind it's circular so um, in, in essence it's just a continual process is to do something and then to reflect on what you've done um, particularly the outcomes of what you've done and whether or not they've been satisfactory uh, and then to go from that reflection to conceptualizing ways in which you could have done whatever the thing was better and from those um, ideas to create a plan for the next time you do whatever it is that you do. And clearly, in this instance, I'm talking specifically about teaching and learning. The second model is provided by Gibbs, where Gibbs is thinking about how we contribute to that process of reflection by identifying a number of questions that we might want to address. So the first of these is what happened? The second, when and where did it happen? The third, who was present? The fourth, what did you and others do? The fifth, what was the outcome? The sixth, why were you there? And the seventh was, what did you want to happen? Now, clearly some of those questions are gonna be easier to answer than others. Um, you were there because you were the lecturer responsible or the tutor responsible for that particular thing. Um, and hopefully you had thought about um, outcomes, even if they were from a general perspective in terms of uh, learning outcomes for that particular session. So taking on board those two models, for those of you that do want to perhaps think about how this relates to pedagogic theory, um, I'd like to just add my own couple of comments to this. So the first is that I think it's very important and it's only something which has occurred to me over the years of doing this job that reflecting on lessons, making a specific attempt to consider how well something went um, is really, really important, both in terms of reaffirming our own knowledge, understanding and even confidence in terms of skills and also in allowing us to develop and improve what we do, both for our own satisfaction and for the benefit of our students. And I would say there is a more simplified way of approaching this, and that's to define everything that happens in the classroom in terms of what worked, what didn't work, and what needs more work. I sometimes joke that I've been doing this job for 27 years and I'm hoping one day to get it right, but there is an element of truth in that, in the sense that very rarely am I completely satisfied with the way a particular exercise has worked. Even if it's gone really quite well, there's always a little bit of me that thinks, ah, I could have just done this or I could have not done that, or perhaps there was something I needed to change slightly or take into account. 
And often that actually comes from the audience. It isn't just me having set an activity and seeing how well the activity went in terms of my expectations, but it's also looking at the interaction of people in the room, and in some cases, even the feedback of people in the room, perhaps mentioning things that I simply hadn't considered, but which occurred to me as being quite interesting in terms of either adding um, to the original activity or offering as an alternative. The next bit in relation to games and activities is the students themselves. So again, one of the things that I had to learn over the years, because it certainly wasn't something that was explicitly told to me as a student, is that students need at the end of every game and activity to reflect on the learning that has taken place. So what have they learned? What do they know now? or What do they understand now that they didn't necessarily know or understand before the game or activity took place? The second thing would be to reflect on the application. Now, the primary applications might relate to the assessment. So in other words, how has the increase in my learning knowledge, understanding skills uh, helped me in terms of dealing with an assessment? Although clearly there are also applications that might be um, potentially linked to uh, jobs after graduates have uh, left university um, or even other things outside of the assessment and the module and even the program content um, that they can use. So, for example, creative problem solving is something which can be used in a whole host of different um, environments, including um, personal environments or, or things that you want to do to develop yourself that have nothing necessarily to do with your course or your future career. The next one then is to reflect on gaps. So it's not enough to reflect on what have I learned or how can I apply this, but what do I realize now that I don't know and I need to know more of? And in particular, I want students to reflect and then plan. Um, so this goes back to both Kolb and I think to a, an extent Gibbs because students have to be proactive in their own learning. And I think one of the great things about doing any exercise and realizing what you don't learn is that you then have an opportunity to put that right. Whether it's going and doing more reading, whether it's looking at the course materials or whether, and this is one of the things that I emphasize to my students, it's taking advantage of the numerous opportunities to ask questions, whether that's in class, whether that's by email, whether that's in um, feedback sessions, uh, whether that's in group sessions, whether that's through personal tutorials, um, or in my case, and clearly I've mentioned this before, using a Padlet because that gives students the opportunity to ask anonymous questions that they might otherwise lack the confidence to ask um, in the presence or other or directly to me as the tutor. So reflection, definitely not an expert and uh, hopefully we have a podcast coming up in a few weeks time that will look in more detail at this, but certainly something that it's worth thinking about um, and maybe doing a little more reading around.